The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. I mean, somewhat appropriate after our conversation about being a Carolina sports fan, Charlotte sports fan, uh, a couple minutes ago. Welcome back in to BetQL Daily alongside Joe and Aaron. I'm Chris. We are locked in live coast to coast on the BetQL network and wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app. Don't forget, you can watch and interact with the show as well on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL. Brad Spielberger of Pro Football Focus in 20 minutes to talk about not just conference championship weekend, but something we're going to dive into here in a moment, mock draft season. It has kicked up already. One hour from now, Jimmy Patsos of Monumental Sports Network to talk college and NBA hoops, in particular, the mess in Milwaukee. But let's start with the mock drafts here, friends. Uh, I, I jotted down four real quick that I noticed from some of the big mock draft names. Mel Kuyper came out with his first of the season yesterday. Uh, Dane Brugler of The Athletic has had one out for a couple days. Same from Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah at NFL Network. And they all agree on one thing, and we can start here, I think, Joe. They all agree the Bears take Caleb Williams at number one. They don't trade back. Uh, Who knows what happens to Justin Fields in this scenario, but they stick at one, and they take Caleb Williams. So do we think uh, three months out, a lot can happen. But do we think that that ends up being the Bears' move? Yeah, um, I'll say this. After going through a lot of mocks uh, this morning, I think it's time to close them up when I get to the one that says 1-1, the Bears select Bo Nix. Like, okay, we we need to to close up shop here. Like, we're we're good for the day. I've seen enough. Now we can move on. Now we can move (laughs) on to the more reputable. Yeah, the more reputable mock drafts that are out there. I did find one. Our lads, their most recent mock draft, they put Marvin Harrison Jr. 1-1. I thought it was pretty interesting. So if he's the guy you have circled, what do you do if you're at one? Now, when you don't have a quarterback or you're unsure of a quarterback going into year four, eh, you, you really have the answer on Justin Fields. If, but if he's the target, what do you move down to? Where can you go to get your guy? If you go to four, 
I'm not sure that he's going to be there. He might be gone. But, like, that's something because a lot of Bears fans have him targeted. But with the Shane Waldron hire at offensive coordinator, you know, the thinking is a couple lines. Now, if Ibraflus is not the guy, did you bring in a guy that could step in? Possibly. I'm very surprised with the move. I'm positive about it. And the natural question in town has been, what does this mean for Fields? Does this mean they are more likely to trade for a haul to someone that really wants Caleb Williams like they did last year with Carolina in the Bryce Young move? Or does that mean that they're going to go forward, move on from Fields, take Caleb at 1-1? I think the latter. I think the more we get into this, um, ever since the season has ended, some of the moves that they've made, the chatter that I've heard, it looks like it's going to be Caleb at 1-1. You can't be the Bears, the team that has forever been looking for the quarterback, and you mess up on Mahomes, you trade up, and you took the wrong guy in Trubisky. Um, you trade out of 1-1 to not take a quarterback. You, you didn't take Jalen Carter because of a character issue, and you let Houston jump up and take Stroud. Uh, would they have taken Stroud? I don't know. And then... People think Caleb Williams is going to be an all-timer, and then you're going to pass that guy up too, and you're still not sure about your quarterback. You can't do all that. Like At some point, time to take a stand. And I don't know the way that defense played next year, um, if they keep their pick, like are they going to be in a position to get the best quarterback? Not sure. They are in that position this year. I think they keep the one, and I think they take Caleb. That's a good point about the history and just how much pressure they have. And they have this opportunity right in front of them that if they don't make the right decision, it's going to look really bad. Um, and you would know the most about that, Joe, because but that was my biggest question. Like, what happens with Justin Fields? What happens when there's all these teams that need quarterbacks that are trying to trade up and get Caleb? Like, do they make some crazy decision? But after listening to you, it just wouldn't make sense for them to do that would it and then like you're running it back with Justin Fields they're gonna get crushed and I think that brings about the question what's next for Justin Fields then but I don't know how that relates to anybody else in the top 10 of the draft like if you're Washington or New England and you can have mm, Drake May maybe Jaden Daniels is that does that make more sense uh, than taking a guy who you think maybe wasn't served well in Chicago? I would think you would take your own quarterback at the top of the draft. That would be me anyway. Yeah. Um, in all of these big-time mocks that have come out in the last couple of days, three of the four I cited, Kuyper, Brugler, Brooks, and Jeremiah, have Williams, May, and Daniels going some order one, two, three. Uh, Brugler has May going second to Washington and Marvin Harrison going third to New England and actually mm. has Jane Daniels dropping all the way down to Atlanta at nine. Um, so that's what gets interesting for me then is if and, and everything you laid out, Joe, it all makes sense why the Bears have to make Caleb Williams the pick. Um, what happens then at two and three? Is it quarterback, quarterback? And then I think there was one we were talking about off the air yesterday that had quarterback, 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 one through three, and then wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver, four through six. Um, yep. the, the one thing I've seen penciled in in multiple, multiple places is Brock Bowers at five to the Chargers. That's something to yep. consider, and whether you want to classify him as a tight end or just an offensive weapon. 
Um, but Marvin Harrison's going to go somewhere in that top five. And then the wide receivers possibly start to jump off the board. If Harrison goes three, you would presume four at the latest. Well, now we bring in neighbors and Adunze. Uh, Adunze I've seen to the Giants more often than not in most of the reputable mock drafts. So it definitely feels like we've reached one of those draft seasons. And maybe it's just early, like I said, three months out, where all the focus right now is on the skill position players, right? And it's quarterback, 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 then wide receiver, wide receiver, and maybe Brock Bowers thrown in. And you don't hit a lineman until you get to five or six. If it goes as expected, and it's made pretty clear that the Bears are going to take Caleb at one, I think the draft starts at two. Because that's fascinating. What is Washington going to do? Is it Drake May? Is it Jaden Daniels? Is there a team in love with Jaden Daniels that's willing to move up to two? And then how far down to Washington have to move back if they want to get a haul of draft picks, right? And then I wasn't quite expecting so many to have quarterbacks in the first three, all three spots. But that's a real possibility. And it's extremely early in the process, but that's what a lot of people have. And you brought up Brock Bowers. That's another fascinating thing to watch because if you make a big board, right, everybody, everybody has Brock Bowers in their top 10. I'd say the majority have Brock Bowers as a top five football player in this draft. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. because of the position, how high are you willing to go? Typically, you see the number one tight end, if they're legit, drafted teams 20s. We know about Kyle Pitts, fourth overall in 2021. That has been a disaster for Atlanta because they haven't gotten anything out of the position. 2019, Hawkinson was a top 10 pick. He's been awesome. Yeah, Eighth overall. Is, is he worth it? Maybe. He's not even on the team that, that drafted him originally, but they're doing just fine because they drafted another tight end. The Lions are going to be playing this weekend. Um, that's really interesting. Because Bowers is the top five talent, but because of the, the position he plays, like will somebody draft him top five, top ten? I'd be surprised if he goes top five. But that five spot, think about Bowers on that Chargers offense. Man, if the receivers are healthy and with that quarterback, that could be mm-hmm. lethal. Yeah, especially if you are a team like the Chargers or you feel like you've got your quarterback, you're, you know, a tight end away from really having an awesome offense. Like I could see a team doing something like that and moving up or taking him high. The question for me, obviously, being in the Washington area, it'll be intriguing to see what Washington does, because I think they're in a similar situation to the Bears. They haven't had a quarterback since RG3, and that didn't even work out well. There's been like 30-plus quarterbacks since then. It's been terrible. Then you had Ron Rivera, who was a defensive guy. He got fired. They bring in Adam Peters, who was John Lynch's right-hand man. So it seems like they're going to want to get like a Ben Johnson, a younger offensive guy. Who are they going to get at head coach? Do they want to bring in another North Carolina quarterback? Or do they go with Jaden Daniels? Like, I think there's a lot of question marks, and I agree it starts at two because I'm not sure what they're going to do. I mean, especially in years past, you would think they'd do something stupid, but now they they have to get this right. They have to take a quarterback. 
You have to, right? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. But like to your point, Aaron, like, hey, let's run it back with another guy whose highest level of competition was the ACC. Like, is that mm-hmm. or or we go Jaden Daniels, who I think is incredibly talented. I think he's going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. But there's question marks there about experience, about what happens when he's in a less than optimal system. Like two and three at quarterback are no sure bets. And then you work your way down to like four and five at quarterback. And we start to ask the question, how many quarterbacks are going going to go in the first round? And, you know, in a lot of these mock drafts that are already out, you see Seattle at 16, NAB one, or maybe the Rams at 19, um, New Orleans at 14, maybe. Those are all teams in the teens that could be interested in quarterbacks in some of those mock drafts like Daniel Jeremiah and and Bucky Brooks the guy that goes in that spot whether it's 14 to New Orleans uh, in Jeremiah's or 19 to the Rams and Brooks it's Bo Nix you look at Brugler he's got J.J. McCarthy to the Rams at 19 Mel Kuyper has McCarthy to the Seahawks at 16 I'll go on record right now J.J. McCarthy great National championship quarterback, that's wonderful, but we know the way things were built at Michigan. J.J. McCarthy is this year's Kenny Pickett in in the draft. That's what he's going to be way overdrafted by someone in the teens who thinks, no, there's a bunch of intangibles in this guy. I really like him. Now, people are going to hit me with, yeah, but McCarthy's 21, almost 22. Pickett was like 37 when he got drafted. And I hear you, but (laughs) I think physical skill set wise, they're not that far off. McCarthy is pick at 2.0, at least in so much as he's going to be overdrafted somewhere in the teens or right around 20. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus but he played in the same stadium. Like the fan base likes him. They all watched him. Like, how many times did you have to hear about that? It's like, I'm yeah, still let's draft a quarterback. Let's draft a quarterback because his, he played his college games in the same stadium as the NFL. So team. stupid. <laughs> um, speaking of speaking of the other quarterbacks, the name that I find most interesting, like McCarthy's a good one. Is he going to slide into the first round or not? Right, and that's going to decide a lot of bets for people that bet the number mm-hmm. of players over under on number of quarterbacks taken in the first round. I wasn't expecting so many people to be so high on Bo Nix. Mm. It's not Bo Nix is a first rounder. It's Bo Nix is a first half of the first round. That surprised me a little bit. Now somebody's got to be the fourth quarterback, and if it's truly going to be QB, QB, QB to start. The fourth one's probably, you're not going to wait that long with the 
the level of quarterback play that we all watch this year with many teams, I'd say almost half of them looking for a quarterback. So I get it. But so Jeremiah Nix, 14 to New Orleans. Um, Bucky Brooks had him 19 to the Rams. Our lads, 11 to the Vikings. Charlie Campbell at, at Walter Football is actually one of the most accurate mock drafters out there year mm-hmm. after year. He has him going 13 to Vegas. Bo Nix. So the whole Bo Nix thing, it's interesting because, and I figured we were going to see this after what we've seen in San Francisco, right? Get your reps in. And we've seen so many quarterbacks lately fail that did not play a lot of football. And then we've seen some guys lately that have had a lot of experience have some success in the NFL because they got more reps, because you had more tape. You you knew more about the player. And and we're seeing that right now in San Francisco, and people are taking a look at guys that transferred and ended up playing five, six years, like Bo Nix. Like, yeah, yeah, he could step in. He could do what they're doing with the Niners. Like, if everything else is built around him, he could be all right. He could have a higher floor for us. So, I mean, early on, it looks like, Bo Nix is like a middle of the first round guy. I like Bo Nix to the Rams and with Sean McVay. Plus, you can be what? under Matthew Stafford if he, you know he's getting older. I like that a lot. I think that would be a good look with all the weapons they have there. But will he be available at 19? That's the question. Yeah, Nix in the top half of the first round. I don't know if there's any teams in the top half of the first round that have the right support system to help Nix use all those intangibles and all that experience. You just brought up, Joe. He's got to slide into the bottom half of the first round to have some immediate impact, I would think. BetQL Daily is presented by BetMGM. Brad Spielberger, we'll ask him some of these mock draft questions, maybe. And also, got to dig into the conference championships with the big brain on Brad. Brad Spielberger of PFF, next, right here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM.